what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Have you ever been told that the audience is the most important thing to consider when you're writing? Well, in today's episode, I'm going to do a little bit of a twist and argue against that. I want to talk about not writing for others and actually ignoring your audience and the powerful writing that can come when you do. I'm super excited you're here. I can't wait to dive into the content. So let's get going. Have you ever stared at a blank screen when trying to write? You know that moment where the cursor is just blinking and blinking over and over again, but no words are there. Nothing's coming. You've got your fingers on the keys. You're ready. Nothing. I want you to take a moment and just put yourself back in the last time you experienced that. Maybe it was earlier today. Maybe it was a long time ago, depending on where you are in your writing journey. But I want you to feel that moment. What thoughts came up? What feelings came up? What just showed up in general for you? If any of your answers, when you think back to that moment, is involved thinking about what to say or how to say it, then you were likely thinking about the reader. You were likely thinking about your audience. And while I definitely, definitely understand the importance of audience, particularly as a business owner, when I'm sharing my message, I want to think about who I'm writing to. We've all heard that adage of kind of have that client avatar in mind when you are creating or writing and speak just to that one person. And I love that idea. But today, I want to make a little bit of an argument in a different direction. I want to make an argument for not doing that, at least not all the time. Yeah, I want to ask you to not write for others, not create with others in mind. And this is very much inspired from an article that Peter Elbow, who is a well-known teacher, researcher, and writer about a lot of things involved with writing, um, and he really helped create a shift of change around the 80s and 90s around ideas like writing to write, writing without the heavy influence of teachers, and writing as an act of expression. And in this article that was published in College English many years ago, it's titled, Closing My Eyes as I Speak, an Argument for Ignoring Audience, He's going to talk about, and I'm going to pull from his ideas around writing without an audience, really ignoring that idea of audience. And to put us in that mood, and before I start to read a quote from the article, I want to let you know that like this episode will support you, if you allow it, in getting words down. So I really want you to pay attention, really want to make sure that things resonate with you. So be sure to let me know and respond and share and tag me on Instagram um, at Shana Hartman underscore as you ponder all of the things that I'm going to share. So I'm curious, do you ever when you're just like trying to come up with ideas or trying to express yourself, do you ever just take a moment and close your eyes? I know for me as an embodied writing coach, as a body mind method coach, closing my eyes taking a pause is often a way that I connect back to myself. And it just allows me to take a breath and collect myself before I move on to the next thing, say the next thing, share the next thing, write the next thing. So in Elbow's article, he opens with this quote that focuses on that idea. He says this, when I'm talking to a person or a group and struggling to find words or thoughts, I often find myself involuntarily closing my eyes as I speak. I realize now that this behavior is an instinctive attempt 
to blot out awareness of audience when I need all my concentration for just trying to find out or express what I want to say, what I want to say I'm going to emphasize. Because the audience is so imperiously present in a speaking situation, my instinct reacts with this active attempt to avoid audience awareness. This behavior, in a sense, impolite or antisocial, is not so uncommon. Even when we write alone in a room to an absent audience, there are occasions when we are struggling to figure something out and need to push aside awareness of those absent readers, end quote. So I want to invite you, instead of focusing on the reader in our writing, what if we focused on the words? Because the obvious question is, well, Shana, if I'm not going to focus on who I'm writing to and what I want to say to them, then what am I going to focus on? And what I want you to do is think about embodying your words, giving them a voice, being almost a vessel for what the words, the text, the thing that you're doing in the moment, whether it's a social media post, an email newsletter, uh, an offer to a client, or your amazing book. What if you just focus on what the words need and the text needs versus the audience? Now, Elbow goes on to quote Donald Murray, another buddy of his um, at the time, who also shepherded a lot of the same ideas. He quotes him who says, my sense of audience is so strong that I have to suppress my conscious awareness of audience to hear what the text demands. What does the text demand? I love that. He goes on to say, in recognition of how pervasive the role of audiences in writing, I want to celebrate the benefits of ignoring audience. And think about it. Think about a time where you've done some writing. Maybe it was like casual journal writing, your morning time, kind of meditative writing, or just free writing, meaning you were just sitting down to write to write with maybe no topic in mind. And it was freaking awesome right? Like you go back and look at some of that writing and you're like, dang, that was me. That's amazing. So what is it about that writing that's different when we then are sitting down to write our book? Notice my voice got really heavy in that moment because when we are writing the book, we shift our body shifts and we think we need to do something different than when we just tap in, connect to ourselves and ask what the words need, and let the writing come from that place. So just take a moment now, just want to invite you to tune in. When you think about writing the book, those of you who I'm working with, or going to be working with soon, when you sit down to do that, or wherever you are in the world, if you are writing your book, you're working on that, what are the feelings, what are the sensations in your body that show up? I'm going to guess that sometimes there's a heaviness, like, oh, got to get this done. I got to write this. I got to get these words out this, you know, and you sit there and I want you to notice, does an audience come to mind? Are you sitting there typing and then deleting and typing and deleting over and over and over again, censoring yourself because you're sitting there trying to incorporate all the elements of a writing process, brainstorming, drafting, revising, editing all in this, you know, 30 minute block that you've got. And oh, by the way, it better be freaking amazing words because this audience that you're thinking of, this reader that you're feeling into is going to need to be moved. Can you feel the heaviness in that? Now think about and feel into when you just sit down and curl up and just let whatever is showing up show up. 
You just get exploratory and curious. You allow things to bubble up. And as they bubble up, you just go with it. You're not really sure why that word is coming up or why you're writing it in that way. You're not really sure where it fits in the long-term agenda of your book, what chapter it goes in, what section. You're just embodying your words. How does that feel in your body? Just even hearing me describe it, even if you've never experienced something like that before, how does that feel compared to the other situation? The latter is what I love to support people in, is what I really try to embark on for myself in my writing journey and how I support others. And it's not a perfect, it's a practice Because we are trained, we are taught that when we put words down, they need to be the right words at the right time. There's a lot of pressure. And I was actually just sharing this. I just realized this floated up. So I'll share it now. When I was talking with the client, when we think about, oh, I want to write my book, our brain goes to what we have experienced with other books. And what do we do? We see that beautiful cover. We see the table of contents. We see the chapter titles. We see the, the pretty polished letters and and fonts and all of that kind of stuff and here we are sitting here with the blank screen and we go I gotta get there whereas when we just stay within our (laughs) dance space any dirty dancing reference fans out there when we stay within our dance space and just focus on the words and giving almost like personifying the words and allowing them to come forth Then what happens, and I'll talk about this later in future episodes, is we actually wind up connecting with the audience even more. Because what we love about the books we read is how we can see ourselves in them even when the author is not telling our story, right? So why would we try to focus so hard on the audience all the time and the reader and getting it right and saying the right thing? which we know just stunts us and keeps us stuck and doesn't allow the words to come out. Why would we keep doing that when we know that the best writing, the best stories are the ones where the writer is sharing their perspective, their story, and we connect with it. We create new meaning because they're sharing themselves. I hope this episode lands with you in a really powerful way. And of course, as always, I want to hear from you. So be sure to rate and review, leave a comment on this episode and all the others. Share this with people who you know would need it. It might be your fellow fellow business colleague. It might be your team. It might be a teacher. It might be a student. I love the idea of these episodes getting out to exactly who they need. And I just trust that that is happening. Thank you so much for joining me. And I can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Written Compass. If you are loving this content, then please share this episode and tag me on Instagram at Shana Hartman underscore. And if you're wondering how you can implement the ideas I share here and really begin creating your amazing book, I want to connect with you even more. Head over to shanahartman.com slash the written compass to learn even more about not only writing your book, but truly experiencing your words. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. 
Check us out online at TheMesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.